Hey, did you know Child's Play helps sick kids play games while they're in the hospital? Yeah, I thought you did. There's a link to donate in the description. This is Cockatrice Nuggets with Rich Frazier, serving you up a heaping helping of RPG nuggets straight to your gaming table. Well, well, well. How's it going? I'm excited. Tomorrow night will be the first round of the final boss battle. I don't know if they will actually see Gazra tomorrow or not. No, that's not true. I think they will see Gazra. But they are going to have to fight some old friends first, namely Rando's parent and brother, I think. I don't remember if he had a brother. Anyway, so yeah, they are going to have, they're going to see these people and have to fight them. And thinking about it right now in this moment, I may use Yes, yes, I may use the question of the day to do that. So how would I do that? I could set the question to be, who who do you fear the most and why? I think that's perfect. Perfect. (laughs) All right, great. And then I can just slot those guys right in. Boom, boom. That's exciting. Sorry, I'm overwhelmed. (laughs) All right, so that will be the first fight. And that's a fight I've been sitting on for a while. I think it's in Total Party Kill Handbook 2. I think it's an 18th level fight, but you can pump it up to 20 by doing something else. Adding something, I don't remember. But it is a wild hunt fight from uh, that. And I will, I'll do something similar. It'll be, I don't know, Hell Legion something. I don't know. Four Horsemen, maybe? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I'll do some research and pull something out of my ass. Anyway, the last session was mostly preparing for this battle. So what we did, sat around and talked through how it's going to play out, how the armies are going to be beneficial. I was good, and I got that all prepped. So basically, everybody gets, every company they have gets two to, two to three uses, I think, and they can just block one attack. Boom. That attack's fully blocked. And then some of them have special abilities. One blocks fire damage, one blocks cold damage. The Abishai block fire damage because they picked red Abishai. Actually, they picked fire damage, so they get red Abishai. They picked cold damage for the, the not Aladrin, Genasi. And so they got a water Genasi. They have three flying vessels. They have the, the Nautiloid from Krang. They have Pazel's pirate ship, and they have, I can't remember the name of that dude or the ship. Hmm. What if I wrote that down somewhere? What if I was using World Anvil? But there was a ship that came through, and I was not using World Anvil when that happened. I don't think. Anyway. So uh, there was a ship that came through from another dimension that I was going to give to them for spell jamming if something like that happened. But I came up with this whole end of the world nonsense and we fell down that path. Yeah. And uh, they each get 30% chance not to use a charge. They also have celestials that will uh, give them advantage on a saving throw for free. 
now, not for free. For a use. They also have snow elves, which got our griffin riders now. So they get a 30% chance not to use a charge. I'm figuring because these guys are flying and they can dodge is what I was thinking. The storm giants also can do 30% not to use a charge because I'm figuring they are, oh God, I can't think of it. They like have catapults. They're long range and they're uh, firing in. So if they can distract someone into attacking them, then they will uh, be far enough away that maybe they can juke out of the way too. And then they got even on battalions. So I will be, I don't know. I really don't know how to do that. I, I think that if it's eight of them, I can just have one battalion. Seems excessive. <laughs> but maybe not because, you know, it's just a bunch of troops going at each other. How many, how many dudes died in 10 minutes in Civil War fights? Right? How many troops? It's an interesting number I'd like to find out. Yeah, because I, I wouldn't think battles would last that long, especially once they charge each other. Once you get into the thick of it, you just fight till everybody dies. And I, I feel like that wouldn't be more than 10 or 15 minutes. I'm, at, I'm on a bigger scale, yes, but it's also just a bigger scale. Like I've got, you know, a proportional number of units. So I think that's the way that's gonna roll. Roll to determine who dies that round. See, that's the way I was gonna do it if they released Tiamat too. So, uh, well, I guess it, it, with Tiamat, it would have been an extra one. Yeah. So, and that could be cool. The players are all lucky. If they do not, then, or if they do, then maybe those units can overwhelm Gosra's company. Not company. Yeah, his company. He's got a, a company around him. Um, so, that will be the first round anyway. So the first round one, session one, not session one, part one of the fight, I can't even remember right now. My brain is melting. Phase one, there we go, that's what I want. Phase one of the fight will be them fighting the, I keep wanting to say hellhounds, but it's like the hell riders. But that's a, it's like a Forgotten Realms thing. Hell riders of Peltriel. So they're not going to be the hell riders, but they'll be uh, something like that. Maybe I'll give them a biker name. Like the Hell's Angels or something. Yeah, I like that. Biker name. They'll have leather jackets. So phase two will be uh, disrupting Gosra's shield. So that will be fighting, mostly fighting. This is probably where the Horn Devils are going to come and play the most. I don't know how much they're going to concentrate on Gosra when I've got Ice Devils flying around doing tons of damage. So what I'm thinking about is having 300 ice devils and then dividing them up into groups to attack. And they'll be flying and I'm just having to do breath weapon attack. I don't think it's a breath weapon. I think it's a spell attack actually. So they'll be doing ranged spell attacks at them. And it will be, you know, a bunch of them doing a ranged spell attack at, at you. So I think uh, if you look, there's a table in the 5e DMG and that will tell you how many hits something will get or how many creatures it needs to get a hit depending on what you need to roll on a 20-sider. So these things have plus 10 to hit I think and so we'll take Ark because I remember he has a 15 AC. So 15 minus their uh, 10 to hit bonus 
gives me five. So if they need to roll a five or better on a 20-sider, then I think it takes like three of them to make a hit. So like a third of them would make a hit, which is crazy. That's crazy big. So let's see. If I've got 300 guys and I've got uh, six players, so that would be 50 on each player. So if Ark were hit, he would be hit with uh, 50 divided by 3, which would be... Sixteen. Sixteen dudes would hit him. That's freaking insane. See, with the higher armor class... So I know he can go up plus five, so that would be twenty. Because a shield. I wonder how many uses of shields he's got. Because if he could shield, then he can bring that number down. So I think with a 20 armor class, you need 20 to hit you. Now it would be 10 though, huh? They'd have to roll 10 on the 20 sider. So I think, I want to say then it would be like 5, and it would still be 10 of them hitting them. And even if they're doing, you know, I think it's 10 damage. It might be 2d10. I could be totally off. But even if they're doing, say, 2d10, that's uh, five and a half average, so that's 11. 11 times 5 is 55. That's half his hit points right there. I don't know. How's this going to work? I don't know. Because I don't want to divide them up unevenly. Because if I was going to do that, then they'd all go for the spellcaster. I think that's who Gauzer is going to be targeting, the spellcasters. So they are going to have to get... They're going to have to stay out of range. My players are smart. They're going to figure it out. You know? Interesting. Interesting. Anyway, so, so maybe I can lower it to maybe 100. I've got 10 on the map, so if each of those were 10, then that'd be 100 troops, 100 divided by 6, say 120, so that'd be 20, and then divided by 5, I think it was, we said, for a 10 on the die, be 4 would hit. So then if I'm doing 11 damage on average, that's 44. What's the difference there? Why is that only 10? It should be a lot more than that. Huh. Why did I say times five before? I guess 300 to 120 is not too much. So what did I say with 300? That's crazy. I'm just going to go back and forth on this. I need to sit down and figure it out and figure it out on an appropriate number to give them. Actually, I should just do it by challenge rating. So Gosworth's 30. Those things are 12. So I've got six players. That's 120. So I've got 90. 12 divided by 90 is what? Uh, 7? That'd be... 84, so now we could go one more. 96, so 8. Yeah. 
So we do eight of them. And just have them do their full attacks. Split them up. So that'll probably... So that'll be phase two. And phase two, they have to take down Gosra's shield. So the way that's going to work is um, they have to hit him with a special sword to allow him to be damaged that round. So they will hit him with the sword and then they will be able to do damage to him. And they'll knock his shield down. And then phase three, I'm assuming the Horn Devils are going to be and they will go against Gosra himself. And this whole time Gosra's going to be attacking using spells and crap. Blah, blah, blah. What's it called? Legendary actions. I need to write down like a preferred order of legendary actions he's going to use because he's got some crazy ass. He's got Hellfire abilities. Um, that's from Total Kill Party. Total Party Kill Bestiary. One, I think. And it's basically a, not a skin, but a template you put on a creature. And it makes them badass. So if I do that, that would help me out a lot because he does, I think he's got Hellfire abilities, but they all have a point cost. So I definitely wanna use them up. So I think he's got 42 points and each of them cost like from three to six points, I think. So seven rounds of Hellfire actions would probably be good. I think there's one that he can use in place of attack. So he'll probably be using that a lot. I do want him to use at least, each one at least once. So we'll take a look at that. And yeah, and then I should be good to go. So let's see here. So I need to figure out, actually, I don't even need to figure this shit out. <laughs> Honestly, we're gonna have one combat and it's gonna go a long time, I think. And that'll be phase one. Then phase two will be Gosra in a shield next week. And then phase three will be the last one fighting. And that will be the week before Halloween. Exciting. Exciting. Speaking of Halloween, I'm doing a Halloween game this year. And I'm doing it, apparently I'm doing it the week after Halloween. Because, <laughs> uh, yeah, I've, I'm doing my, I believe I've talked about this a little bit. So I'm going to do Mothership. I am going to do Dead Planet. And at first I was looking through Dead Planet and I was like, meh, I think I'll do the planet part because, or the moon part, because it sounds good. I didn't even realize there was a, a whole nother planet part afterwards. I guess I did, but not really. <laughs> I, I thought it was all on the moon. So basically there's a, a derelict ship part, there is a moon part, and then there's a planet part. I'm gonna reread the planet part because I think I just went over it really fast or like maybe flip through it because I don't remember it very well but I'm gonna go back and read that and see if I wanna use that. But I was listening to Gaming and BS run the derelict ship part and I was like, oh my God, this sounds so perfect. So that's probably what I'm gonna run. And it seems pretty easy. I did skip it when I was reading it because I was like, no, I'm not gonna use this. I'm probably just gonna use the main part. But yeah, I think this would be a lot more intense because the other one is a little more role play and it's, it's like, without spoiling it, it feels like uh, what's that Lovecraft town where everybody's fish people? Spoilers for that story. <gasps> I can't remember the name of the story. Anyway, 
So it's like that. There's a lot of role play in there, and there's a lot of things going on in the background. So it's that kind of weird, uncomfortable kind of horror, right? Um, there's a little body, but it's mostly like strange things going on in the background, you know, unknown things, uh, secret cult kind of things. So, um, Innsmouth. Innsmouth. That's what uh, the name of the story was, or the town was. I don't remember what the name of the story was. Anyway, this one this feels rambly, and I just missed my exit because I was rambling. <laughs> Shit. So, that's going to be my Halloween game. Played Worlds Without Number two weeks ago. Didn't talk about it last cast. It was fun. We did a another 10-room dungeon. Uh, this one I placed farther away. I made it I made it differently than I had done the rest of them. Um, like, right when Worlds Without Number came out, I started working on spreadsheets for the world-building stuff, and I got it down to where I could spit out uh, Worlds Without Number dungeon, 10-room dungeon, in one go. Also... Uh, so I used that. I had actually spit out a hex worth of 10-room dungeons because I wanted the first hex to have 16 things in it or whatever because I didn't want them going too far at first. So now I'm using this thing I created a long time ago, Conglomeration of Tome of Adventure Design. It's got some 5e D&D. It's got a couple things I made up, and it's all based on, it was this abstract sewer crawl that I wanted to make for my Zobat game that made it, it was, it was a hex crawl, but it was in sewers. And uh, the idea was, instead of exploring the dungeon hall by hall, room by room, what we do is we throw some dice, find out what this area is, and call it, you know, a half hour, I think it was, to explore. So, um... Taking that, I, I put that into World Anvil a while ago, and I used uh, Mega Dungeon <clears throat> Supplement, Mega Dungeon 1, I think. And uh, I put all the, actually, I think I used 1 and 2, I don't know, but I put uh, all the pictures in there. So it also pulls up a random picture. Now, so I've got 10 rooms, I've got a random Mega Dungeon pad page, which is an eight and a half, one inch square room hall thing. So I use that to describe the area and the room and then whatever it spits out is in there. And it's got like dungeon dressing, it's got names, it's got, I think there's even a wandering monster in there, or not wandering monster, I think there's monster layers in there. So I've got all kinds of cool shit and it works very well. I love it, love it. So I tried one of those. So actually, I tried several of those. <laughs> I put together four of them, I think, and gave them a choice. It also like automatically names itself, so it's cool. So they got a choice. They went with the moss-covered marble mausoleums, I think, something like that? Cathedral. The moss-covered marble cathedral. So they went in checking that out, and uh, I just went through the results and interpreted them as I went. It ended up being this weird old place that I don't even know how to describe it. It was, a, well, I guess it was a cathedral, but they got through probably five rooms, I want to say. This took a lot longer than one of the World Without Number dungeons, because um, they were both 10 rooms, and they've gotten through the World Without Number dungeons pretty quickly. These have been, I, I don't know. I think that it's more 
think the worlds without number dungeons are more specific, right? This is going on here. There's someone in here and this is going on. So we move through those a little. With this, it's more things, right? There's three kinds of dungeon dressings. There's like a treasure thing. What kind of treasure is in here? I think there's a, too much treasure. I, I don't know. I'm going to have to go back and look for it look through it. I have to try and figure out looking like if it's a room. So if I roll treasure, then I'm going to say, okay, is it a room with treasure? Is it a room with a monster in a treasure or is it just empty? I don't have any, I don't think I have a lot of empty rooms here because I didn't want this big empty hex. The idea was that you're going through this area and there are a bunch of empty rooms here. So what stands out here? And yeah, so every section kind of name and I interpreted it that way and we just went through it. I, I want to say they got through five rooms. We'll probably be playing that again this week, so uh, I'll have to go through that and prep. So I got a lot of prep on my plate, is what I'm saying. <laughs> a lot of prep on my plate. I'm probably going to go home tonight and read a bit, maybe stay up late. Uh, what if ended last week, so I don't think I have anything to watch. Put on, actually, they should have the behind the scenes of it coming up, or it should be out tonight and I'll probably watch that. If not, I'll just watch something that I need to catch up on, Mandalorian, and like half-ass read in the background while I watch TV and start my prep tonight. And then tomorrow I'll hammer out my last details, find a map. I don't think I really need much of a map. I just need uh, squares, really. I might just do uh, squares in a black background. That might be. Maybe I'll find a field texture somewhere. I don't know. I don't know what I'm gonna do with that. And then, yeah, I just have to go over Worlds Without Number to remember where they were. I was drawing out the map by hand too, so I believe I, yeah! So yeah, very cool. Um, excited to get to play a couple games, and I'm excited to to put a bow on Sanguera. It's been a long game to 20. There were some really good sessions. I enjoyed this very much, but I am ready to move on and move on to something much shorter than a five-year level 20 game. It is very cool, don't get me wrong, but I need a break from 5e, I think. I need some lighter stuff. I need um, a, and by lighter, less rules intensive. I can, I'll still go for dark and creepy probably because that's just the things I like, but who knows, we could be, end up playing a damn superhero game. <laughs> a crunchy ass superhero game. Yeah, but it's probably gonna be something to do with space, I'm thinking. I know one of them is Spelljam. The other one, I don't even remember what my second one was. Oh, Island Hopping, um, and that'll be more fantasy D&D, &D, but I'll probably still use, actually I probably use End of the Odd with that one. And then, yeah, I don't know what the third system is I want to run. I, I think I'm reading two OSR clones right now, so it might be one of those two. One of them is really, I'm reading a neoclassical geek renaissance. And it's interesting. It's interesting in the way that Worlds Without Number was interesting. It's, a, it's an interesting spin on old school, but it seems a bit complex for what I want which might be good because it gives the players a little crunch. They don't feel like all they can do is roll a 20-sider. But I'm looking for a more player skill game, really, is what it is. Yeah, so if anybody's got suggestions on games I should look at, let me know. I'm also looking for maybe um, a couple little palette cleansers in the middle. I might run a short Blades in the Dark campaign. Actually, that should be the third one, Blades in the Dark. So I might do some 
I think I'll just do a couple different little adventures I have. Mm. We'll place them somewhere maybe familiar, and then maybe we can come back to them. Anyway, that's all I got. Have a good one. See you next week. Want to start editing your audio and video, but just don't have the time? Try Descript. Descript's an all-in-one audio and video editor that makes editing as easy as using a Word doc. You upload your recordings straight into Descript, or you can record straight into Descript. It instantly transcribes your file into text, and then you can tweak it with the text or using the media clips. Edit out filler words and silent gaps with a single click. Uh, you can record your screen and webcam presentations and video messages and edit out mistakes before publishing. Using pro features such as non-destructive multi-track editing, live collaboration, auto-captioning, exports, and much more. Descript is what I use when I edit my podcast. Not that I edit my podcast. Got an affiliate link in the description below. That's all the nuggets we've got this week. Show notes available at slackernerds.com. Want to reach out? Send a voice message using the link in my show notes, the Anchor FM app or website, or email me at cockatriesnuggets at gmail.com. Check out my new streams on twitch.tv slash jerry247. As always, you can use my blog at Slacker Nerds to get links to my Patreon and all my other socials. Come join my new Discord server. Links in the show notes. This podcast is ranked via iTunes, so leave me a review and some stars there. Share with your friends or shout out from the rooftops. However you want to get the word out, it's great for me. Thanks for listening. <laughs>